No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you that could change your financial life for the better. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions for you, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Oh, doing fine, thanks. Very well. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Another good show lined up for us today. We're still locked down here, and it looks like we're going to be that way for a little bit longer. And Brian, you and I were talking before the show started. I mean, we have really adapted to not coming into an office to work these days, and it's becoming so comfortable that, who knows, we may decide never to come back to the office again. Yeah, between your awesome recording studio, I mean, the <laughs> studio you've put together there is amazing. You've got all these cool things. Maybe you can mention some of the cool stuff you get to look around at in yours. Yeah, well, as we've always had here, we have our 1947 GE television set. You know, it's about media stuff. Then the 1940 Philco radio there, which reminds me of World War II, so I just went a little bit further with that, with the uh, airman's cap on top of that, and Life magazines from the war, and a picture of a B-17 crew, and a recruiting poster above that. We've got our eight tracks and our Jaguar models in here and our couch, refrigerator, <laughs> microwave. I mean, I could pretty much live in this place. Again, that's our Madrona Financial Studio. Live there, don't you, Jeff? <laughs> I, <laughs> I do pretty do. much, yeah. I'm in yeah. here most of the time except for my sleeping hours, but it really is a comfortable environment. And it really does help to uh, get me in the right mood to talk to you every week and to talk to everyone else about finances. So uh, I don't know. I think once things loosen up a little bit, you'll still come into the Madrona office for uh, your meetings. But right now you can do them virtually, can't you? Yeah, I've been doing tons of meetings. In fact, I've never had so many meetings because there's just a lot more people looking for direction that aren't necessarily getting the direction they, they need. 
And so a lot of people have been listening to the show for years. They'll say, oh, I've been listening for years, but boy, now is the time to call you. I, I really need your help. And, and so they've been reaching out. And we've been doing tons of Zoom meetings and, you know, the Microsoft Teams and all of that. But yeah, I've never had so many meetings. Well, when people do come in here for a meeting, Brian, where they come to the Madrona Financial offices here, again, you know, just to prove that we're not really making this stuff up. I know sometimes you do bring people down to the studio. So there's another thing to look forward to when you come in for your appointment is to see the actual studio that we do the show in. And I would welcome those people in here anytime. It is always kind of fun to show off our facilities. Speaking of uh, meetings, Brian, I understand that you continue to have a lot of meetings with the folks from Boeing over there because, of course, they've got some uh, questions that need to be answered, don't they? Yeah, a lot of uh, Boeing people are being offered the voluntary layoff, and a lot of them are taking it. And uh, some are not, but even the ones that are not, we're saying, well, what, what is your plan? And it might be a couple more years out, and maybe they're 59 and a half. They can roll it out and actually get some of the annuities in place that are I'm finding that can service as a substitute when they retire for what the Boeing plan offers. The Boeing plan offers uh, a life-only annuity, meaning there's no possibility of any residual amount to your heirs and a low payout because interest rates are very low, so they can't really offer much. And it has no inflationary benefits. So, you know, 25 years from now, your payment's going to be the same as it is now. I pretty much can guarantee that prices are going to be way up in 25 years. Just think 25 years back as to what things were then. And so they, don't, they, they kind of fall short. And so we've been uh, putting together a series of market annuities to replace that ones that have increasing lifetime cash flow and can substitute so that uh, when they're doing their planning, whether they're taking the VLO now and getting a lump sum now uh, along with their VIP plan, or if they're uh, delaying it down the road, we've got great solutions that when we do them side by side, I'll do a financial plan with the Boeing pension. I'll do a financial plan uh, projecting out these increasing lifetime cash flow annuities. And they're, they're just night and day. I mean, they're across the board. Uh, everyone I've seen is people look at it and go, wow, this is going to make an enormous difference in my life for the rest of my life. I say, yeah, yeah, it sure is. Well, I know that Boeing does have a financial advisor that they can point you to, and it's pretty much for convenience purposes. But again, you know, that financial advisor does a lot of things well, but they really can't talk to you about a lot of things that you can hear from Madrona Financial Services, such as taxes. Right, Brian? Yeah, there's these things called income taxes, estate planning, (laughs) trusts, uh, long-term care, fixed index annuities, private non-traded REITs, Roth conversions, FIULs, you know. I go on and on. I've been a CPA 36 years and I go on and on with all the things that we do that they're not licensed to do. And I think the bigger part probably is experiencing because I was just thinking about this. I've made a lot of moves this year and they've been very positive, whether it was a short position when the market was dropping, getting back into the long when it was going up. Recently, we we, uh, removed five positions that were in broad market with more of the dividend paying so-called low volatility stuff, the blue chips, but blue chips have not responded well in the COVID environment. We, we looked into uh, biotech stocks and consumer staples, as well as cash equivalents to use as dry powder when we get some direction on where the opportunities are in the market, and there will be those. So just that kind of experience uh, that we have that we can do rather than, oh, just stick it out. You know, that's just, mm, okay. And you have half my money into bonds. Why? Oh, what's my upside there? Not so good. And the re- others in stock, and I'm supposed to stick it out. You know, it's just, that's not a plan. That's just you know, kind of the company line, I guess. But, you know, that's that's what they're being offered uh, from what I hear. 
Well, you really are ahead of the curve here at Madrona Financial Services, and I think that's the reason why when things took a downturn here recently that, you know, you would expect to have some calls from your clients. A lot of financial advisors had a lot of calls, and those financial advisory firms are hurting, but you had relatively few because you were really kind of expecting something like this to happen at some point. Well, I wasn't necessarily expecting it to happen. I think it was the communications. Uh, I sent six uh, video emails along the way discussing what I'm seeing, what we're doing about it, the moves we're making, and what I think is coming up. So it's just that, that way of communicating, using technology to communicate. Uh, I recorded those, uh, again, those six videos, five or six, as I recall, and sent them out to all of our clients. They just can log in and, or they just click on the link. It, it pulls up a YouTube video that uh, I recorded that day. And uh, we sent it to literally thousands of people. And so people are staying up on things and, and being assured that, okay, we're not just letting this kick our rears. We're, we're doing something about it. And we're on top of this and some of the other options. So some people are listening to it and go, you know, you're right. I, I don't want to take as much risk as I used to. I'm a little bit older now. Maybe I will call and, and see if an annuity or a REIT is, is, should be added in my portfolio for you know, protection or cash flow. And, you know, maybe maybe I should have a conversation about some of my other assets. So I get a lot of those kinds of calls from these videos also. But just having that communication, I think, is is critical. And most advisors have not adopted that. Yeah, I think really communication is key in this situation. And if I'm entrusting my money with an advisor, I certainly want to be able to get answers from them and for them to communicate with me. And that's something that you don't find with a lot of advisors. In this situation that we're in right now, Brian, I know that protecting what you have is very, very important. So you're taking some money off the table. You're lowering your risk. But is there still an opportunity to make a little money too, even in this environment? Yeah, I mean, certain sectors, I believe, you know, have shown some resiliency during this environment, you look at, you know, our overweights would, would be perhaps in technology. And I'm not recommending anybody to do this. This is where we were and, and these ones paid off. So that them just looking at the history of the market through COVID. But technology stocks did not get hit as bad. Semiconductors, healthcare stocks, biotech and consumer staples, as opposed to other areas of the market, the guy hit very bad, including publicly traded REITs but not privately held REITs, the ones that we're looking at uh, in comparison. So even the t- how you hold an asset makes, makes a big difference. Uh, annuities can't go down in value. The fixed index annuities, they have a floor of zero. So they've been a great, a great asset to hold during this time. So I think there will be sectors that, uh, you know, there's always opportunities. There will even be opportunities in real estate. I've been asked by the biggest DST sponsor in the world to be on their think tank committee to, to talk about what kind of real estate they should be getting into in the future to offer in their Delaware statutory trust. So that's a big honor for me. But I have lots of ideas. There's going to be some opportunities because people have to fire sale assets because they had the wrong kind of financing or something to do with it. And they're going to have to sell under market. And that's, you know, like I said, there's always opportunity. Well, you're on that think tank with the DSTs and you're coaching all around the country. At least you were doing it in person before this all hit. And I would imagine that you're doing it virtually right now. You're a pretty busy guy, but I know that you're never too busy for your clients here at Madrona Financial Services. You know, something that's interesting, Brian, is that I've noticed the stock market bounces around so much. I mean, it was down to 19,000. It's up to around 23 and a half or something as we record this show. And we've lost like 20 million jobs. I mean, how can the market be so positive when things in the world are sort of negative? Yeah, I think we have really two economies. One economy is the kind of companies that are in the S&P 500. So most of the S&P 500 
for instance, is driven by a handful of stocks, including Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, uh, Intel, Google, Facebook, Pfizer. And if you look at those companies, you go, you know, I don't think they hurt that bad during COVID. But then there's the other economy, the stuff you drive by when you get in your car. Okay, all those restaurants, some of these uh, retail businesses, some service businesses where, you know, they were just kind of making, barely making a living as it was. And a lot of businesses that were just kind of on the brink. You think of a hardware store that was trying to compete with Home Depot and they were barely making it, barely hanging on. Well, now this comes along. And, and so there's going to be a ton of small businesses and people out of work and, and all of that. They're going to be uh, devastated. So to them, it'll look like a depression. And to those large companies, it just looks like a, a soft market or maybe a, a light recession. So there, there's going to be two economies out of this. Yeah, when you really think about it, as I said, I drive up and down the streets, too, and there are so many businesses, of course, that are shuttered, and many of those will not open again. The upside to that, I think, is that if you are an entrepreneur, your competition is going to be about 50%. I read that there was a lot of generational wealth that was created during the Great Depression just because people decided to take advantage of the situation, so all is not lost. If you like what Brian has said and you would like a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation plan, you can get yours by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can elect for just a little mini plan. That's about a 30-minute conversation or a little bit deeper. If you don't have a plan, now's a good time to get one. If you've got one and maybe you want a second opinion or even a third opinion, certainly glad to do that. Once again, the number is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Check out the website. It's madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Jeff Shade along with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Has your financial advisor called you lately? If you're retired or about to, you need to know how your money is being managed now more than ever. Madrona Financial Services is dedicated to retirement planning and is now offering virtual or phone reviews to help answer the most critical questions about your money. Call them now at 844-MADRONA to schedule your meeting. The meetings are convenient, safe, and designed to provide maximum retirement income. If you haven't heard from your advisor lately and are unsure about your real exposure to risk or exactly how your savings are invested, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA right now for your virtual or phone meeting. Every minute your advisor doesn't call you could cost you. Get the facts about your money and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Again, that's 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, This is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. 
madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about income and Social Security taxes going forward. That's right, Brian. Taxes are on a lot of people's minds these days, and they really should be. You know, I understand around 130 million people got these stimulus checks so far of $1,200. Some didn't get them yet, but they will be getting those. And I've read that there may be a second round of stimulus and all that. I even read one article today that said that they're, you know, they were banding about a bill that could pay every American $5,000. Now, with the stimulus checks, you don't have to pay that back. But with a $5,000 plan, you would be paying it back in the future in terms of maybe a reduced social security for a while until you got that paid back. And, you know, we don't know whether that would be taxable. None of this is really has passed. Of course, all of this borrowing indicates that, you know, at some point in time, I would think that we're going to have to pay this back. It may not be you and me today or tomorrow, but it's going to be our children and our grandchildren. So how does all this figure into tax planning for the future? Yeah, there's there's a lot to this. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these $3 trillion bills and and all this stuff and and they if they just took three trillion dollars they literally could send a family for thirty two thousand oh. <laughs> it would probably solve everything <laughs> yeah but instead they're saying well we're going to give you maybe three thousand and to the the parents and then we're going to take the rest of the money and do our pet projects with it so that's kind of the where we're at right now and it's it's very unfortunate for the next generation this borrowing will never get paid back ever, but what happens is, is we're going to borrow so much that once interest rates go up, so once we get to about $50 trillion of debt, and if interest rates go to, say, 5%, then we're basically saying at that point, nearly 100% of all of our collections are going to go to interest on the national debt, so we can't have any services anymore. And so... At that point, we could be looking at defaults of government debt. And at that point, we look at devaluation of the dollar, and it really goes bad. And so that's a Great Depression just waiting to happen down the road. So hopefully, someday, someone will come along and get into a powerful position that uh, has some common sense. But I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> and I'm really worried about that. Uh, yeah. It's not something that's going to happen right away. Like I said, the debt has to go up you know, a lot more, but it will. And that's, you know, we're just printing money. And so in the short term, we're going to probably see uh, at some point when the administration changes over, which it will at some point, whether it's in a year or five years or nine years, I don't know. But when it does and the support's there, uh, we could see post-World War II top brackets. Post-World War II, there were 94%. Hmm. Uh, they were certainly 70% in the 70s, so we could easily see, instead of the 40% top brackets we have now, 70, 80, even 90. Well, Brian, with 70 and 94% top tax brackets, I would think that that is really going to reduce my motivation to get out there and, and really make money for myself and my family, because out of every $100 I make, I only get to keep six of it. Yeah, uh, that, that is what happens. Now, yeah, there's a point of no return where people say, well, heck with it. 
or they move their money overseas yeah or they put it into trust or they do you know planning around that and they get it out and so certainly it won't affect most people those highest brackets but most of the people it does affect are the employers of the united states so if the employers are taking their business elsewhere they're taking the jobs with them too or just not doing it and so there there is absolutely an effect a cause and effect to to doing that when you tax the people that are the job creators in the first place too heavily yeah we talked about uh, ronald reagan we told a story uh, a couple of years ago or something about ronald reagan who only made two pictures a year when he could have made many more but the reason he did that is because of the tax rate if he made more than two pictures he had to pay so much in tax that it just wasn't worth him to do that and i think that that is something that could come to pass in the future with increased tax rates we were talking about social security brian and the 2020 social security report projects that the fund for retirement benefits is going to run short in 2034 and with with increased joblessness, Social Security could be in jeopardy because less is collected in payroll taxes. So how much do you think taxes would need to go up to avoid a cut to benefits? Uh, well, they'd have to do a new payroll tax. And so the Social Security is, is short. The projections are, you know, like you just said, it's going to run out. Um, there'll still be money coming in, but it's only uh, projected to have 76% of what it needs to pay out the benefits that are already promised. We already know these people are alive and <laughs> they're going to be wanting their benefits and they're getting these statements saying, hey, here's your benefit. Here's what it's going to be when you retire. Unfortunately, they don't include the footnote saying, but by the way, we won't have enough money to give you this. And and when same is happening with state pension plans around the country. California, Illinois, New Jersey, Connecticut, especially New York and you know the Chicago area, they made these enormous promises to uh, state workers and let them have all these loopholes. Like, for instance, I know in, in Illinois, they would pay the pension with a built-in cost of living adjustment, and they'd base it on your highest two years income. So every policeman and fireman, everybody knows that. And what they do is they work about 600, 800 hours of overtime for two years knowing they've locked in 30 years of higher payments by using that loophole. And they just say, yeah, we'll we'll pay for that. Problem is they only have 30 cents on the dollar to pay that out. So they make these big promises they can't keep. So, um, boy, I'm on my soapbox now. But uh, so we look at Social Security and they would have to, uh, pre-coronavirus, change the payroll tax from uh, 7.65% that it is now plus employer match and raise it another three to four to f- or three to five percent pre-coronavirus just to shore up the gap, and so uh, we could see payroll taxes someday being. Gosh, right now they're over fifteen percent. Maybe they're going to be twenty twenty-five percent down the road. So, Brian, with all of that said, what do you think the future of Social Security looks like? I mean, it's not really ever going to completely go away, is it? No, it's not going to completely go away. The future of it, they're going to have to, they're probably going to raise payroll taxes. They're probably going to raise the age when you can start. I never thought they should go to 62 anyway. If they did, okay. Uh, our life expectancies are longer. You know, we'll take advantage of that if it's a rule, but uh, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense to me. So they're going to decrease the increases. They're probably going to have to stagnate Social Security. Bottom line is, in your financial plan, if you're relying on a, a pension from New York or Illinois, don't don't plan on it being there. If you're re- relying on increases in Social Security down the road, they probably won't be what you think they're going to be. 
So uh, to shore that up, that's why we use the fixed index annuities that we do, especially the ones with increasing lifetime cash flow, because Social Security is not going to be able to keep up with inflation. There's just no way they're going to be able to do that. So we, we need to have supplements to that. And the supplements that I use are the, the increasing lifetime cash flow fixed index annuities. Brian, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the COLA, the cost of living adjustment for Social Security recipients. And at the time that we did that show a couple of weeks ago, it was projected to be 0.6%. Since then, I've read that it is going to be 0%, and it very well could be 0% for the foreseeable future. So with that in mind, if you are able to take Social Security, let's say that you now just turned 62, if you don't need that money to live on, would it be a better strategy to take Social Security early? maybe take that money and invest it into something rather than wait when the taxation rate's going to be higher? Well, yeah, I mean, there it could be. I mean, a lot of people, if you run the Social Security Optimizer programs, it's always going to tell you to wait, always, because we don't know how long you're going to live. They say, well, you're going to live into your 80s, and that's fine. You'll have more money. But I, I often take a different look at it. But there's a lot of factors that go into it. Are you married? Are you not? What's your life expectancy, family history? What's your spouse's? What's your other income sources? Are you planning on doing a part-time job before your full retirement age where you would have to give Social Security back? There's there's so many uh, things that go into it, but when possible, if the answer is no, I'm not going to go back to work, and I think I'd rather have more money in my 60s rather than my 80s, well, then I would say, let's look into so- taking Social Security early and pair it up with a fixed index annuity that kicks in later in life with that increasing lifetime cash flow. So that way you are protecting your later stage in life uh, cash flow sources with that fixed index annuity, but you're also getting more money in your 60s when your health is the best of your lifetime. Brian, I was doing some calculations here. If you take your Social Security 62 versus 70, of course, that's going to be eight years of checks. That results in a uh, number of 96 checks. Now, if I don't need the money, and let's say that I got $2,500 a month in Social Security. So let's say that's $240,000 over this uh, eight years. Now, I don't need the money. If I waited until 70, of course, I'm going to get more benefit. But if I begin taking it at 62, I will eventually, between 62 and 70 have $240,000 that I could invest in the market or invest in some other type of dividend returning vehicle. Would that at all be a strategy to use to go ahead and take that money early, as I said, and just invest it versus waiting until you're 70? Well, that, that is a possibility. I mean, I, I would find it, figure out that most people that are retiring early before age 62 probably need that money to live on because where else are they going to get their cash flow in retirement. So very often that is a cornerstone to their cash flow strategy through their 60s. And so we would probably use it for that. Now, if somebody did have the ability to invest at a high rate of return in something, I wouldn't necessarily think that's a great strategy, just run-of-the-mill market type investments, because uh, we don't know what's going to happen. And we know we've had three crashes in the last 20 years or so. So, you know, it's that's that's kind of risky business. Sometimes some people though have uh, an alternate investment that they can put into that they're more in control of. You know, in, my, in myself, you know, I I would invest in my company. I would invest in uh, getting my message out there. That costs a lot of money, but I get a return on it, that investment with people calling us up, becoming our clients. And so I might look at it differently than somebody that's just say, well, I'm just going to put it in the market. 
Well, it was just sort of a wild thought that I had there, Brian. You know, I think of these things sometimes and I present them to you and then you talk me down off the ledge. I'm glad you're there to do that. You're sort of the voice of reason. Brian Evans here, Madrona Financial Services with Jeff Shade. That's me and our program's called Growing Your Wealth. Again, if you would like a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan, right now you can get it by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. doesn't have to be a complete plan. You can also get the mini plan. Plan, which takes about 30 minutes or so to get your questions answered. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a really quick break, Brian, back with more after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. At a time when the world feels like it's filled with fear and panic, we remain calm. When others are making rash decisions based on emotions, we remain vigilant and committed to sound strategy. At Madrona Financial Services, we are dedicated to helping our clients achieve their retirement goals through any type of challenge. We were here to help our clients through the Great Recession, and we're here now to help you get through this dark time as well. That's why we created our Keep Calm and Retire On webinar. It's available now. Register today at madronafinancial.com. Nothing lasts forever, and we will recover from this too, so it's important not to panic. So if you are not confident in your current plan, have concerns about your exposure to market volatility, or are worried about your retirement income, this webinar is for you. Register today for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. Available now at madronafinancial.com. Register today at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the disconnect between the market and the economy. And Brian, that's something that we hear almost universally is the market, the stock market, and the economy. And for a lot of people, they think they're the same thing. But really, the economy is different than the stock market, and the stock market is different than the market. So let's talk about those differences. Yeah, the economy is is really everything put together. And there's, uh, as we just mentioned in the last segment, there's going to be a couple of different economies. And it's going to be a lot of people out of work and a lot of small businesses closing up and never reopening. There's going to be a a sorting out of things. Uh, A lot of companies that were kind of on the brink, maybe their profit margins were two, three, four percent or barely above zero. This is going to knock them out. They're just not going to be able to do that. 
There'll be some fallout from that. There'll be non-payment of loans. There'll be empty real estate uh, that can't be rele- released, and and there's going to be a change in how we do business anyway. And so there's going to be a you know a lot of negative. There's going to be some opportunities. There's always that opportunity created. And when I look at the market, you know, a lot of people say the market, and I remind them there are many markets. The S and P is maybe one that they're referring to, or the Dow. Now, essentially, when you look at the holdings, the top holdings, as I mentioned in the last segment, they're going to be Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Intel, Google, Facebook, Cisco, Pfizer. It's going to be those kinds of names. You go, oh, that sounds like the NASDAQ. I mean, that just sounds like a bunch of tech stocks, pretty much. Well, that's that's actually correct. Uh, so, so much of it, when you say the market, really, you're just saying technology stocks for the for a good chunk of it. The market is much broader than that. All the other sectors and within each sector, I mean, just real estate as a sector, there's all kinds of uh, variety of returns on the on the negative side. There's been a lot that were really hit, especially ones with high leverage. On the positive side, if you have data centers and uh, long-term net lease properties and, and other kinds of biotech uh, leases, you're doing great. So, uh, you know, industrial parks, you're doing great. So, the, you know, there's there's a disconnect there. The bond market has a lot of dispersion there. There's a whole different kinds of bond markets. There's the high yields, the U.S., the foreign, the corporate, the, the government bonds. So we really, really can't just say market. There's, there's so many attributes to what market is. Yeah, the economy and the stock market are very different. One can be doing badly while the other does really well. I mean, the U.S. economy lost more than 20 million jobs in April, and the COVID-19 lockdown pushed the unemployment rate up to 14.7% officially. But a lot of people think that it very well could be higher than that. But yet the stocks do rebound. They go up, they go down, but they've been going up recently. So what is causing this spike in the stock market? The stock market's a forward-looking thing, isn't it? It is, and we've talked about this this year on, uh, if you go back a few months on our show, we were talking about how the stock market is what's called a leading indicator. It's going to be way ahead of the news because people say, oh, bad news is going to come out. So that means the market's going to drop, right? I'm like, no, probably the opposite's going to happen. I was saying that on this show that the when the initial drops were pricing in the bad news that was going to come. Once we already knew it was going to be bad news, then the market was pricing in, well, some point it's going to be good news. So then the market's going up. It's, it's leading the news. So it's, you know, whatever, whatever the market's doing, you can almost project that the news is going to be good or bad uh, in lockstep with the market three months from now. It's not the stuff now. That's already been priced in. And so the market is, what, like I said, what we call a leading indicator. Now, now, the next question is, with that four dollars to $5,000 rise from its bottom, is the market reflecting what we think is going to happen, or was it there maybe a little bit too much optimism in that recovery that was so quick and so large to where, you know, I think a lot of people remember the market at twenty nine, almost 30000 They're saying, well, that's what it should be. I'm saying, no, it shouldn't. It wasn't worth that much at the time. It was overvalued slightly at that time anyway. It probably should have been twenty six, twenty seven. Then you throw the effects of COVID, you know, that's a permanent drop, maybe 10, I don't know, 10, 20% of the U.S. value of, of stocks. So maybe the market's where it should be. And it's all, all of the gains are already priced in. So these, is, and that's just the broad market. I'm just talking the S&P or the Dow. When we start getting granular, now we're looking at sectors that are going to react differently going forward. 
So the market has been overvalued, if I'm hearing you correctly, Brian. And the question is, how would you determine what a fair price or what the market really should be? I've heard of this Schiller price to earnings ratio. Is that something that we should use? And for those people who don't know what that is, could you explain it? Well, yeah. I mean, that I I certainly put a lot of stock into price earnings ratio because price earnings means how much of my how much profit is am I getting from these investments relative to how much I'm paying for them. I want a high profit margin. I want it to be above six percent, and so that means a, a price earnings ratio of the long term historical average, which is about sixteen to to eighteen. The problem with that, I mean, that all looks good. Now you just open a book and say, "Yep, yeah, that's what I want." But the problem with that is we don't know what the profits are going to be for these companies. So if you look it up, and so sure we do, uh, forward projected profits, I'll just pull up Yahoo Business. It'll tell me what it is. I'm like, yeah, it'll tell you what it was at the end of last quarter when no one had a clue. <laughs> so because COVID and we don't know. And so the numbers aren't good right now. You can't make critical decisions from looking at just data. And that's that's where some of the art uh, gets in now. The experience I talked about in the last segment, we have to say, well, does it make sense that maybe certain sectors are going to really struggle? Well, yeah, it does. Do you think we should maybe get out of those and get into ones that maybe won't struggle and identify which they are? Even though I don't know what the price range ratios truly are, I can say they're probably not going to struggle, that they are the types of businesses that will do well post-corona. And so and let's put our money into that or cash or fixed index annuities or the right kind of real estate or whatever it is and be positioned in the right place rather than the place we think isn't right. And Brian, you mentioned the art of this. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it really does take someone like yourself with your experience, your ability, and certainly your brain power to understand this stuff. And that's the reason why I think these robo-advisors really don't work because there's no art to that whatsoever. Well, that's exactly right. It's a very good point. Not only does it not work because there's there's no experience and, and you can't program experience into a computer and the data isn't valid anyway right now, as I just mentioned, but I haven't found a robo-advisor that can answer estate tax or income tax questions or whether I should retire and and uh, what would you know my spending look like if I do different things. And, you know, all the gazillions of decisions that when I talk to somebody, one of my clients about, these are about life and, and preparing for the, the eventualities that could happen. And there's no, no computer that can do that. Uh, even, you know, as good as I think TurboTax is a very good tax software, but it doesn't give you any experience and, and any, you know, planning ideas. It just tells you if you put a number in the box, well, if you pulled up the right box, you're, you're okay. If you didn't, maybe not. But, you know, you don't know how the court cases have been, how it's going to get looked at. It's not going to be advice on whether it be an S Corp or an LLC or C Corp or what. You know, there's just a lot of to gain. And, and these are critical decisions. Oh, I saved, you know, $1,000 by by getting my advice for free. Well, you got what you paid for, but that $1,000 that you didn't pay for the advice might, may have cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Brian, I want to go back to the Schiller price earnings ratio and what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, that in a healthy and normal stock market, the price to earnings ratio is about 16. And that means that it'll take 16 years for a stock's earnings to equal its price. But right now, the average stock has a P.E. ratio of 33, and that's twice as high as normal. The only other times we've seen this P.E. ratio above 25 was three times, 1929, 1999, and 2007. So 
as a result of this P.E. ratio being so high, are we necessarily destined to have the same outcome as those three periods of time? Uh, actually not. And it's interesting you bring that up because I remember, look, you know, I, I'm always looking at the economic data and the profitability over the last many, many years uh, by quarter. And I recall in 2008, uh, the profitability of the United States dropped to zero. And so you're, essentially your P.E. is infinite at that point. You're, you're overpaying for anything you were buying. But what happened was a very resilient bounce back. So it bounced back within about four quarters to where it was before the 2008 debacle. And so the best time to buy was when the P.E. ratios were the worst because it was just a temporary phase. And so the, the thing about the P.E. ratio is that it misses I look at P.E. ratios, but it's really the peg ratio that's more important if you can get good numbers. And that's the price earnings ratio over the growth of earnings. So if we project that this is a temporary thing in a year from now, the growth of earnings is going to be very, very high and it's going to bounce back up. Then you, you're looking at opportunities that, that otherwise you might miss if you're just paying attention to the price earnings ratio. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And as Brian said, there's a whole lot more that the firm here can do that a robo-advisor can't. And as he said, you, you know, you might save a thousand bucks with some of these, you know, short-term solutions, but it may cost you a hundred thousand dollars down the road. So really there's a lot of value, I think, here. You've got to really figure value versus price when you're talking about your money. What are you really getting for that? If you'd like a financial plan from Madrona Financial Services, your first, maybe a second, third opinion. Certainly no cost, no obligation whatsoever. The number to call to get yours, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. I also invite you to check out the website. A lot of great information there. It's madronafinancial.com. And if you're worried about coming into the office, you don't have to do that because uh, your consultation can be done virtually. If you don't have a lot of time, you can get a mini consultation. Just get your questions answered. Again, no cost, no obligation. It takes about 30 minutes. Once again, at 844-MADRONA and online at madronafinancial.com. We're going to take a really quick break, Brian. When we come back, I want to talk about the stimulus package here, and it's really adding to the debt and how all that's going to get paid back and how that's going to figure into plans. All that and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Today I want to talk about tax-free investing in retirement. Now all of us know that we can do a Roth and all of the growth in that Roth would be permanently tax-free when we take it out in retirement. Now the issue with Roths, there are two of them primarily. One is, I'm talking about the growth. What if you don't have growth? Well then the Roth probably didn't do you a whole lot of good because Roths are going to be invested in markets or REITs or bonds or something and you have to have the cooperation of your investment returns to make it worthwhile. Secondly, Roths have severe limitations on how much you can put into them each year. So generally it's hard to get them too high. You can always pay the tax on your IRAs and put money into your Roth that way, but you're paying the tax and putting that in right now. Another alternative is something called a fixed index universal life. They don't have the limitations of Roth. You can have the cash flow in your retirement permanently tax-free using a fixed index universal life strategy. You're not buying it for the life insurance necessarily. You're buying it for the tax-free strategy it gives you because of the tax laws the way they're written right now. So with a fixed index universal life, you don't have the annual limitations that the Roth has. Secondarily, you can have potentially a much safer investment option with 
with a fixed index universal life. Often they offer investment options that have a zero floor annually, so they can be a wonderful way to have cash flow in your retirement that is permanently tax-free in addition to your Roth. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, Investments, Retirement, Taxes, and Legacy, madronafinancial.com. Call now and get a copy of Brian's new book, The Little Red Book of Retirement, The Basics of Retirement Investing. From taxes to lifestyle tips, you'll gain valuable insights as you plan for retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the Washington estate tax when you own assets outside of Washington. That's right, Brian. And you know, I've got my Washington property here, but I've also got my property down in Phoenix and I got a place out in Palm Springs and so forth. So of course, when estate tax comes due, those properties are going to be excluded. True or false? False, (laughs) but uh, with a footnote. Okay. I'm going to go through an example, and, and I think that this is important to understand because there's a lot of confusion about the Washington estate tax. We'll back up a little bit and talk about what the estate tax is. The estate tax is not an income tax. It's a tax on the value of your stuff when you pass away. So for federal tax purposes, the value of your possessions, if it exceeds right around $12 million, then you're going to pay federal estate tax and state estate tax in most states. But most states, when the federal exemption went from very low, I remember for years and years and years when I was practicing public accounting, the exemption amount was only 600000 So virtually everybody, you know, a lot of people paid estate tax out of their estates. Uh, then they raised it uh, over the years and eventually got to $12 million and and now hardly anybody pays it. Most of the states went along with that. They said, okay, we're not going to collect it either. Not the state of Washington. The state of Washington said, no, they've been adjusting it for inflation. It was $2 million, and now it's $2,193,000. So the first $2,193,000 is tax-free to the state when you pass away. Above that, it starts getting taxed at 10%, can go all the way to 20 Now, if you have, if you're married, and you put the proper verbiage into your will or living trust, credit, shelter, AB, trust, that kind of wording, then you double that exemption amount. If you don't have that wording you don't double it. So it's important if you're in that zone to do that. So now let me give you an example. So let's say that you're worth $12 million and you own a $10 million apartment complex as part of that. If you pass away in the state of Washington, let's say your apartment is in Seattle, you pass away as a single person and figure out the the tax, you go 12 million minus the 2.1, almost 2.2 million exemption, leaves about $9.8 million taxable. You multiply that by the 20% bracket, and you've got $2,090,000 of estate tax owed upon your passing. But let's say instead you go, I'm going to sell this apartment complex, and I'm going to do a 1031 exchange into Delaware statutory trusts offered by Madrona Financial. And those Delaware statutory trust investments happen to be in other states. Now, when you pass away, this is where it gets interesting. You still compute the tax on the 12 million, but now 
you and where that's two million ninety thousand in this case. But now you get to multiply it by a percentage, and the percentage is the Washington assets divided by your total assets. So in this case, there's two million in Washington, ten million outside, so two twelfths. So you only pay two twelfths of that two million ninety thousand tax. So your tax actually drops to three hundred forty-eight thousand, as opposed to two million ninety thousand. You're only paying one sixth of what the tax would have been had you not done the Delaware Statutory Trust and had those investments outside of Washington, but in other states. Two things, Brian. One, I'm totally amazed that you could do this without a calculator. I mean, you've got a calculator in your brain there. But the other is that you're saving that much in tax. Could you repeat that again? How much you would save in taxes doing a Delaware statutory trust with that property? Well, initially, you know, if you're selling a $10 million property, you probably fully depreciated it. Your your income tax alone is well over $2 million. But that aside, the 1031 exchange to the outside of the state of Washington would save you about another uh, $1.7 million in estate tax in my example. So very significant. Yes, indeed it is. $1.7 million. Nothing to sneeze at there. So you've got this property. Let's say it's worth $10 million and you do a Delaware statutory trust with that. Because it's a highly appreciated property, you do a uh, 1031 exchange. Then you put that into a Delaware statutory trust. Now, uh, you're, you're not giving up the rental income by doing a DST, are you? No, you're probably increasing your rental income. So the, uh, in a case like that, we would do multiple uh, investments into uh, maybe net lease properties and maybe industrial properties or particular apartment complexes we think are in the right places in the United States and, and all of that. So you'd have a diversified portfolio of investments that will produce significant cash flow. Gen- almost, uh, I'd say about 80 to 90% of the time, cash flow goes up with a DST rather than down from the from the from what it was from the assets that you're selling. So with a DST, there are a lot of options there and there are a lot of upsides to that. Is there any reason that you can think of why someone would not want to do a Delaware statutory trust necessarily with a highly appreciated rental property? Uh, Yeah, Uh, there are some reasons why you would not do that. You just took away one of them. If it's highly appreciated, uh, that's a reason to do it. I was going to say if it wasn't highly appreciated, that, that would be a reason not to. If your gain just isn't very big, then don't bother doing a 1031 exchange. Another reason is you need the liquidity right away. You know, I, I make the, the same joke every time. Let's say you need an emergency Bugatti in two years and uh, you need to have that cash in the bank. Well, then don't do a DST. They're illiquid assets. And so uh, for usually a period of four to 10 years. And so you wouldn't do that if you absolutely needed all the cash. But most people don't because they've had this real estate. It hasn't been cash. It's still, they're still going to own real estate. That's not cash. They rely on the cash flow. And so they were getting cash flow. Now they're still getting cash flow, but probably more of it. So that would be one one reason. And the final reason I can come up with is if you're still in the game and you're younger and you're you're killing it in real estate and you, you're finding great deals and you're getting rich off of it, then keep doing that. Uh, this is not a get rich strategy. It's a stay rich a retirement strategy for landlords. So those are the, th- the the reasons I can come up with why someone would not do a DST. 
But all the regular reasons I've been giving as to why you would do a DST, again, better cash flow, defer and potentially eliminate income tax someday, a diversified portfolio of newer real estate professionally managed, and you, you don't have to be a landlord anymore, there's no deferred maintenance, no one's going to call you with a repair bill from your 50-year-old roof. All those are, were advantages. Well, now we get to add another one. It can help reduce your Washington estate tax if you are uh, subject to that. Very good points there, Brian. And I'm still amazed that there are some people out there who may be 75 to 80 years old, and for some reason, they still cannot give up control. They still want to tote those water heaters. They want to drop in and make sure that, you know, the hallways are clean and the light bulbs are there, and they're going to be doing all this stuff themselves because they just cannot lose control of anything. You're not really losing control that much with a Delaware statutory trust. I mean, there's really not much of a chance at all that these properties are going to go south because they're all professionally managed, right? Well, you know, all real estate has risk. And so, but, you know, we're trying to mitigate the risk uh, as best we can. That's that's through diversification. Now, certainly the world has changed. So six months ago, maybe that landlord is saying, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Well, now that they're not getting maybe all their tenants paying and they're going through the consternation of the COVID and the response to that, and they still have to pay their property taxes, insurance, and repairs, and maybe they don't have the rents coming in to cover it. Now they might have a little different opinion, and they can't, you know, you can't evict anybody. Not that, that anybody wants that, but you know, it's a different world for landlords uh, post COVID. And so sometimes reducing your risk through a Delaware Accessory Trust through the diversification and the newness of the properties is a good move to make that you weren't really considering six months ago, but you might be considering now. Brian, because of the COVID-19, are there different types of properties that people may be wanting to look at in the future, properties that may be more recession resistant than others? Absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm being added to a think tank of the biggest DST sponsor in the country. And we're going to be discussing some of the properties I'd like to see in the portfolios going forward. You know, I would love to see uh, Amazon Industrial Park. Uh, properties in there, or I would love to see certain certain types of industries. We've we've seen uh, data storage certainly uh, boom in this time uh, because people are all on their computer now. You know, there's there's certain ones that I, I really like, but there's also geographies that will continue to be good. The other thing is, I think there's going to be some opportunities. I think there's going to be a lot of you know, you think post 2008, a lot of values dropped dramatically. Well, that would have been the best time in your history of your lifetime was to buy real estate in about 2009 or 10 when nobody wanted it. And so again, coming out of COVID, there's going to be a lot of stuff on sale and that's a great time to invest. So opportunistic uh, real estate might be a part of the creation of the DSTs. I don't know any of this. These are going to be my my thoughts and opinions that I'm going to share with them. I'm sure they've thought about some of this stuff, but I'll just reiterate it from a practitioner's standpoint. Brian, so much to talk about. Always enjoy my time with you, but unfortunately, we don't have any more time this week. But before I go, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. 
We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled, travel plans have been canceled, sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today, because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com.